It's time for us uh, to look at leaders of industry. And uh, today, and leaders of industry, I've got the pleasure of um, speaking to a very inspiring leader. And I'm talking about Kolisi Yola Sinyana, who is from Umtata. She is a PhD candidate in oceanography at the University of Cape Town. She's a black woman in science, SA 2019 fellow, an inspiring 50 woman in STEM SA nominee and a former TEDx TEDx UCT speaker who is passionate about the sciences, about the oceans and being an entrepreneur who remains rooted in her humble beginnings in the Eastern Cape in Umtata and she will be sharing with us her journey to being a leader of industry. A very warm welcome to you this morning, Kolisi. Hello, uh, it's Kalisa. Hello, Patricia. I'm, I'm going to give him such a smack. So, well, it's a silver lining. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a great person, a winner, uh, the first captain of the SA rugby team. So, not much offense, but it's Kalisa. Ah, you and know I'll what? Have a lovely day today. And uh, please do have a lovely day. Forgive, uh, forgive the spelling error and uh, and everything else around it. And let's start off on a good note. You are Definitely. an inspirational woman, and I'm hearing the beat in your voice this early morning, and uh, that makes me happy. Are you an early Thank riser you. in general? No, I'm not. Uh, generally, around this time, I will be finishing off my PhD work. Uh, yesterday, I was just finishing off my coding, uh, preparing for a meeting. So this is when I actually go to sleep. And then I rise at around 8 again and take over the world. <laughs> mm. Oh, you've got a hectic, hectic schedule. Now let's talk about taking over the world. We are aware that we are in the middle of a pandemic, which is COVID-19, and it's affected a lot of us negatively. And um, how have you been keeping positive and upbeat and still managing to be abreast with all your PhD work and other engagements? Uh, well, COVID-19 has changed my life as well in a very big way because I'm stuck in the house and I'm a scientist who likes to be out there uh, meeting people, doing the science and between the science just doing other things just to take my mind off um, the hectic schedule I have. And now my life is based basically in my uh, in at my place in my house however um, our lives have also moved online and for me that has been a, a very positive thing because somehow it has grown uh, my my world I could say my science world um, I network I use it as a networking tool this online life um, um, in ways where I try to reach out to other scientists, other academics. And of course, I'm not a scientist who's just um, um, intrigued by just the academia. I'm intrigued by other things outside of academia, which I try to incorporate into um, my academics and my science, things like science communication. So I have a a very broad network of that 
for example, on social media, I know that most people uh, don't, or let me not say most because I haven't tested this, but a number of people believe that social media um, is just that. And for me, it's a tool that I use to market my research, to uh, market myself as a scientist. And this has been enhanced during this COVID time. So there's a positivity in every negativity, a silver lining in every dark and gray cloud. After the break, I'd like you to take us through your journey because it's one that is so inspiring. But we'll do that straight after this. We are talking to our leaders of industry and our leader today is Umtata Born scientist Kolisa Yola Sinyanya, who is a PhD candidate in oceanography, a scientist at a University of Cape Town. She will be telling us more about her journey and inspiring us. SFM. At least 36 cases are currently at various stages of investigation and prosecution. We are determined that every instance of alleged corruption must be thoroughly investigated, that those who are responsible for wrongdoing should be prosecuted, and that all money stolen or overpriced should be recovered. In order to speed up and strengthen the process of dealing with corruption, I have signed a proclamation authorizing the Special Investigating Unit, the SIU, to immediately investigate any unlawful or improper conduct in the procurement of any goods, any works, and services during or related to the national state of disaster in any state institution. SFM, your COVID-19 lockdown talk radio station. SAFM. Prime time all day long. The time is exactly 20 minutes to 5 o'clock. My name is Patricia Ndouli, standing in for the legendary Mandla Shong on Sound Awake. We are talking to leaders of industry. That is what we are looking at at this particular time of the show. And um, we have someone absolutely inspirational. And I know some of you would like to send her messages. You'd like to speak to her. I'm not going to hug her all to myself. You can ask all your questions by dialing 089. 1104207 or you can dial 0117144045 you can also sms us on 41391 sms are charged at 150 whatsapps on 0614104107 if you want to know what and where she comes from, well, she's about to tell us. We are talking to Mtata-born Kolisa Yola Sinyanya, who is a PhD candidate in oceanography uh, at University of Cape Town. She's uh, an award-winning scientist in South Africa and uh, also a speaker at the TEDx UK, uh, UCT. Yolisa, uh, Kolisa, you see now. This morning, you have just got my mind in a tailspin because you are just that amazing. So, mm-hmm. I want you to tell us where your journey began because you are from the Eastern Cape, but the world knows you. Indeed. Uh, I was born in Tata. Actually, I'm known as the Mtata Boffin after there was an article that was written about me in the Daily Dispatch. And this is a paper that I grew up with my dad buying it every single day, except for Sundays, of course, because those were the days it wasn't out. 
And I grew up in Tata um, as a child who liked, who was uh, very in um, questioning. I questioned a lot of things. And I had this love for science. I always wanted to be a scientist. I always saw myself as this uh, world-renowned scientist. And I started out my schooling in Ntata. Um, fortunately, Ntata had a university. Um, back then, it was known as UNITRA, the University of Transkei, and later uh, became Walter University as it, it's known today. So I went to Walter Sula University, got my um, bachelor's degree, BSc in, um, degree, and my honors degree. And then I moved on to the University of Cape Town to do my master's um, in biological sciences, uh, basically majoring in the botany field, looking at um, uh, microbial communities within the FAMBOS biome. And that inspired me to look into these microbial communities even more because I was intrigued by them. Um, And I decided that I wanted to look um, at them in a different area, which is the ocean. And that's where my journey, um, how my journey brought me to oceanography. And oceanography is basically a branch of science that deals with the physical and biological properties and phenomena of the ocean. And most people don't know what oceanography uh, oceanography is. I often get asked, uh, ocean of what? What? And especially in the black community, um, the field is not really known. And my task is to put it out there. It is multidisciplinary. It covers the ocean ecosystems, um, the atmospheric interactions with um, the ocean, the chemical and physical properties of the ocean. And my part is uh, looking at the chemical and physical operations of the ocean, trying to understand how these microscopic organisms that I'm so interested in, um, uh, particularly in the ocean, known as phytoplankton, most people know me as the phytoplankton chick, how they interact with the biogeochemical cycles. And in when I talk about biogeochemical cycles, in this case, um, I'm predominantly referring to the nitrogen cycle. So how these phytoplankton interact with the nitrogen cycle to make to make planet Earth cooler and more habitable. Because we know that um, in our times, we live under global warming, which leads to climate change. Um, and therefore, we need to understand how the ocean uh, works, because it takes up most of this carbon dioxide that is in the atmosphere. Mm. So that's my journey. Your journey is one that is multidisciplined in terms of the sciences. And it seems that it's, it's, it would be mind-blowing for anyone to um, comprehend that a, a girl from Umtata would take such a route when it comes to the sciences. But it's inspiring. It's really inspiring. And I love the name they call you, the Umtata Boffin. But talk to us about some of the accolades that you have received uh, in, your, in your journey and in your path within the sciences. People always talk about these accolades that I get. I don't know. It's 
It's not that many. Colisa, uh, don't don't even <laughs> underplay them. Don't try it. Besides, not this morning. Besides me, besides me doing what I need to do, um, putting the, the science out there, educating, because majority of scientists don't do what I do. In fact, a lot of scientists feel like I'm not doing the science on the side by talking about it and try to trying to attract people, making people gravitate towards the science. And I feel like this is my calling because um, especially as a black person, as a black woman, um, I know that in our communities, majority of people um, do not get these opportunities and therefore they don't know about them. And that leads to people not having any interest in coming in. And so one of the most uh, prestigious for me um, um, acknowledgements, I could say, is being nominated as one of the inspiring women in science in the entire country, in South Africa, last year, 2019. That was amazing. That was great for me. It was life-changing. It showed me that... um, I am appreciated. I'm acknowledged. And I didn't win, but the nomination for me was an anchor that you have arrived. Definitely, it seems you have arrived and uh, we're excited about that. But it seems like there are a lot of challenges for black women in science. And uh, these have been magnified to us with a few organizations doing their best, obviously, to support and expose black women to science, including the Department of Science and Technology. Kolisa, what do you make of the efforts and uh, their progress? Is there any that you see? Well, um I definitely applaud the effort because as much as we are the majority, and by majority I'm talking about uh, black people in South Africa, for example, in the science fields that is not what is represented. And therefore these efforts for me um, show that we are trying to allow, um, and we shouldn't even be allowing, it should be something that is happening naturally. We're trying to allow for more opportunities for black women especially to be more inclusive. Um, And these these efforts also uh, grant black people and black women chances to take part in the processes and to actually do the science. Um, I do see progress, even though it is forced progress, it is progress nonetheless. So progress is progress, and we need to be grateful for it. Now, you've yes. been involved in TEDx UCT at the University of Cape Town, and you spoke about being a black woman in your field. Tell us personally what some of your challenges have been and how have you been able to overcome them and what lessons you learned from these challenges? Well, the most prominent uh, challenges I have in in my field, um, and when I say in my field, I'm talking about both oceanography and science in general, are that I have noticed that nobody wants to be led by a black woman. Nobody. Um, And as this person I am with the character that I have, um, most times I am placed in positions of leadership. And the way I'm received is different from how, say, a white woman would 
be received or is received because this is something I witness. It's not hypothetical. Um, additionally, I have noticed that um, as a black woman, when I arrive in spaces, nobody expects me to be excellent. Nobody um, thinks I'm that great. You know, and when you compare me to, say, a white woman, a white man, or a black man even, you will see that um, there are these differences and you are measured um, unfairly. So those are the, uh, the, uh, the discrepancies I mm. have encountered. And- how do you think we can overcome those, though? Because that's, uh, it looks like it's based on perception. It means we need to change people's perceptions. So sometimes we need to come up with our own ways of dealing with these things. And for me, I just come in, do what I need to do, be brilliant. Um, and the mindset I have is that even though you always have to deal with the people, always try to focus on the work more. Um, get there, do what needs to be done, and uh, just be excellent in whatever you do. And always think outside of the box, because when it comes to opportunities, for example, in academia, we can't all be um, in academia, we need to think outside of the box. You can't always depend on being accepted or um, um, leading people that do not want to be led by you. You need to start your own thing sometimes, not all the time, of course, because we all have different personalities, different aspirations in life, and different things that we want to, or different directions that we want to take. So just my advice to anyone, and this I apply to my life, is that do what needs to be done and do it properly and well. Mm. Be, be an A+. Plus. Be an A+. Plus. Maybe even add another plus to that if it's possible. Mm-hmm. A++. Plus plus. <laughs> oh, that's what you're doing. That's why you've got so many accolades. And <laughs> you're also, you know, you, you, you're involved in so much more. Can you talk to us about your initiative that you started um, and established, Ndingum Tosa? Well, Ndingum Tosa is a, a clothing brand that I started back in... Uh, undergraduate with an ex- a former partner, Mteto Sovacha. And basically the idea was that we were struggling students coming from backgrounds uh, that were struggling Our, at home. We both were struggling. And so we needed to come up with ways to uh, make up our own income and profit. And we sat down and thought about it and decided to come up with this brand uh, called Ndivum Tosa, which became this huge thing across the country. Um, and so it, it sustained us throughout our undergraduates until our honors years, um, where we would sell T-shirts printed with uh, the Ndivum Tosa uh, words. And a lot of people loved it. 
including people who are not Chosa. Basically, in the um, Chosa means I am Chosa, and we are both Chosa. So this is one of the reasons why we went with this. We didn't even realize it would be so big. However, nowadays, the um, Chosa is uh, somewhat idle because we are both busy. Uh, I mean, my life is hectic. And time for Nyumchosa is is really scarce. But I would love to go back to it and uh, revise it, maybe after PhD. But Nyumchosa has taught me a lot about um, how to handle the market, because even in science, you have to handle a market. Mm. Uh, so it has taught me that. It has taught me how to um, to be your own boss how to uh, treat yourself as a brand because I started uh, managing a brand when I was younger and now I treat myself and my research as a brand as well and that is all thank you to Ndom Chos. You're also an author. Tell us about uh, some of your books uh, and uh, yeah. Well, not books, but I do write now and again. Um, um, The last professional piece that I wrote was for The Conversation Africa, where I was asked um, to to write about my research, and that became this huge piece. I mean, I have to write for science. I'm a science communicator. I'm a well-known science communicator in Africa and across the globe. So I write about what I do in the laboratory, on our field um, expeditions, for example, when we go to sea, we have to go to sea and spend months in the middle of the ocean. I write about that stuff. I have a blog uh, known as Women in Science Hub. So that's womeninsciencehub.com, where I write about uh, majority of what I do during my years um, in my hashtag PhD life. Um, and of course, I have been asked to uh, take part in in books where I've been asked to write chapters in books. However, that time has not come for me yet because I have to complete this PhD first, write com- uh, complete writing these papers that I'm writing for my PhD, and then the writing um, on the side will continue. So. To answer your question, I predominantly write about the science. I've always wanted to write a book about my life. I started writing that book when I was in my undergrad years. It's still not complete, but I bet it will be complete one day. I'm sure it will. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you, Kolisa. Umtata Boffin, that's what I'm going to call you right from today. (laughs) Thank you so very much for inspiring us. Definitely you are a leader in our society, leader for South Africa, leader for females, black females. You are just a leader all around, and we honor you. you. More strength to your bow.